Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey. Still trying to get everything dialed in from doing live sessions to streaming to uh, recording, trying to get all the audio uh, levels uh, set up. So hopefully you can hear my voice okay, you can hear my guitar okay. Hello! Thank you for so much for joining me. Let me know if you can hear me okay, if you can see me okay, if you can hear my guitar. Okay, thank you, Mike. Mike says all good, so uh, that's good. Okay, so anyway, let's go ahead and get started. I don't want to take way too much of your time, but what we're going to talk about today in uh, Monday Guitar Motivation is learning how to think about soloing on a single string. Let's see. Abdullah, Christopher, Snoddles, fellow metalhead, Dan Conklin is here. Sadar. Oh, boy, all kinds of people. Thank you so much. Jeremy is here. Hey, bud, how you doing? Uh, Quentin is here. Transparent. Hello from Denmark. Cool. Is it a new guitar? Um, well, it's not brand new, but it's my newest one. So, hey, Chrome. Hey, Owen, Tony, Ted. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So what I want to talk to you all about today is thinking about soloing on one string, on a single string, okay? And uh, yes, this is live, DB. Hey, Carl. Hey, Toby. Hey, David. Oftentimes when we play, if you think about it, and again, I've just I've got a track here I'm going to be using. This track is from Elevated Jam Tracks. So if you're familiar with Elevated Jam Tracks, um, they make the, by bar none for me, the, some of the greatest backing tracks. And the one I'm going to be using today briefly is going to be from a collection called Deep At... I'm reading it here because it's sitting on my screen. Deep Atmospheric Ballads Collection Volume 2. So that's what I'm going to be using today. So what kind of distortion do I use? Germany is here. Awesome. Um, I'm just using my Kemper today. So I'm just using whatever tone from my Kemper today. Uh, hey, Annie. Hey, Frank. Hey, Pon. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So when we solo off at times, and this one's going to be an E minor. If we think about it, let's say we, we were playing E minor pentatonic, right? So we're doing this. And we can come up with some really creative stuff by moving up and down that. And then let's say we move into diatonic. So we start using... And of course, you've heard me talk like about some arpeggios and things that we've been doing in the past here. Right, whatever it is that we might be doing. And the, all of those things are great. Okay, you can you can get creative with any of those things. Hey Josh, hey Gregor. New I don't know how to pronounce that. From Belgium though. Nutiliusa? Sorry for, for butchering your name if I am. Hey Kevin. Hey Attila. Jens is here. Awesome. Okay, so uh what I want to talk to you about today is kind of crossing that with what I call horizontal playing. Okay, so think about, you know, moving this direction. And it's something that I learned a long time ago. I read something from Joe Satriani, and I, I don't remember the whole thing, but really it was thinking about playing like a piano. So if you force yourself to play on one string, it forces you to have to reposition like a piano player would. You have to move. 
as opposed to just playing everything in one spot, right? So of course that requires us to know a little bit more about our scale on a string, right? And we might need to, to study that a little bit, um, but that's okay. So if I was to take my E minor scale and just place it on my second string, on my B string, so I'd have B, C, D, E, okay? And then I've got to go up to F sharp, G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, G, and so on. So that's what I'm going to be using to solo. And the really nice thing about a single string is that, number one, it forces you to think about, right? You've got to slow down your playing because you've got to reposition yourself as you move across the guitar. But it's that movement can, that can be very creative because you could slide. You can certainly pick up and just shift, right? anywhere you want to go. But then you can also use things like the sliding, hammer-ons, pull-offs, right? And while I'm using those hammer-ons and pull-offs, the sliding is what ultimately gets me from one position to the next. Let's see here, just get caught up here. Chuck is here, Mikey is here, Cameron is here, Snoddles 5 p.m. here in Sweden. Uh, I'm so glad you're with us. Russian secret agent. Hey, how you doing? All right, cool. So we got lots of people here. This is wonderful. Okay, so so what I want you to start thinking about is, it, and it doesn't matter what string, it doesn't matter what key, whatever works for you, okay? So the, the big thing is just looking for something fun to do with your positioning. So as you move, you know, I always think like, um, You know, motions like that, which is in the wrong key and the wrong scale, but you get the idea. So when the music starts playing, and again, this is a track by Elevated uh, Jam Tracks. If you haven't checked them out, you sh certainly should. Elevated Jam Tracks, yes. So here we go. So now I start thinking about moving, right? So maybe I'll find something that goes with that E chord, right? And maybe that's enough. And then we move. what I mean? Let me shut that off for a second. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
So really what we're trying to do is move around a little bit and respond to those chords. And remember, that's one of the most important things you've got to get used to doing is not just moving. And I understand that because, I mean, you know, most of us go through a phase when we first start learning how to do this is just moving around, right? We just, we find a scale position that we're learning and we just play all over the place. And I'm not saying that we don't still do that. But the most important thing is to start thinking about your phrasing and connection to those chords as you play. Now, not every style of music, not every solo is going to be exactly the same. But in this situation, that's what I'm trying to work on, is change up the format in which I'm thinking about soloing. So I'm not just using a scale moving up and down. And by playing on this single string, it's forcing me to try and play more in terms of phrasing, and in terms of making a chordal connection to the backing track or the jam track that I'm playing along with. So this is a really great little technique that you can use to try and work on this, okay? So let's take a look here and see where we are. Dane is here, Bella is here, Neil Flex is here, uh, Shahrukh, I think you say, Eloy, hello everybody, so glad you're here. All right, so let me start that track over and let me know if you can hear everything okay. Let me know if you can hear the backing track and my guitar and all that, if it all sounds pretty good to you, okay? Just so I know, because again, I'm trying to dial in all these volumes for things, but uh, if you can let me know, that would be great. All right, so ah, South Africa, thank you so much for being here, Kelvin. What pedal am I using? I'm not using any pedals. I'm going straight out of my Kemper, and um, I just have a little delay in reverb. Well, I shouldn't say a little. There's a little more than normal delay in reverb on here, just because it makes for a really nice lead tone. But no pedals. It's just all built into the Kemper. Hello from Lebanon. Lebanon. Hey, how you doing? Okay, perfect. <laughs> Solo with auto-tune. You'll never be out of key. That's great. All right, perfect. So let's try this again and just listen again, okay? So here we go. Start the track. So I'm thinking about those chords, right? So here comes my E. I can even use the open string. Now you can always run into something else. You know, where maybe you're using, hold on one second, where maybe you're using more than one string, right? But the point is, is that you're playing some single string stuff to prohibit you from playing all of those more elaborated licks or just, you know, meandering around in that, in that scale position. You're forcing yourself to do some things that are more phrase and, um, chord connected, right? And then what you do is is you can go ahead and move into doing some of that scalar stuff and then come back out. So you might be playing and doing whatever you like, but then come out of that, now I'm on the first string. You see? So move into that single string and do some stuff there and then jump back into whatever you want. Okay? What key is that? Uh, right now, what this is an E minor. So what happens with these, like with this 
because I, I buy all the collections of these elevated backing tracks or elevating jam tracks because I just think they're so great. So you can always check those out. And again, I'm not trying to sell them. I'm just saying that's what I'm using. And so I should give them some props because they do amazing work. So what I do is with their tracks, they're all listed um, with what, what kind of track it is, you know, deep, at- atmospheric, whatever, you know, cinematic, whatever. But then they'll have the keys. So then I'll just go, oh, today I might want to work in D minor. So I'll look for the tracks because I just buy the bundles. I'll just look for a track in D minor. So that's what I do. So anyway, hopefully that helps you a little bit. It doesn't matter whether you're learning pentatonic, whether you're learning diatonic, what key you want to play. The goal is, though, is is you're just going to have to transfer all those notes, if you're not very uh, familiar with this, to one string whether it's your first string, second string. The reason I like to solo on the second string, for examples like this, is because with the second string, I can get a nice vibrato. Where on the first string, it's a little bit harder to get vibrato, right? Because I'm going to fall off the guitar. So I might, you know, do my vibrato upward or use my whammy bar or whatever it might be. But the second string, I can get my, my normal, comfortable vibrato, which, of course, I could do on the third or fourth or whatever anyway. But... Uh, Tally says, so try to just phrase and then add splash of heat now and then. Well, that's, for me, soloing, good solos are all about ebb and flow. Like, if you're going to do something really fast and energetic, then follow it with something more maybe slow and and melodic or something like that. But listen to the music and, and do what the music is telling you to do, right? So depending on the song, right? Right now I'm playing with a backing track, so, or a jam track, so... The entire thing is meant to be soloed over, but oftentimes you find yourself in a situation where your solo is only, you know, 10 seconds long or 20 seconds long or something like that. And it depends on what's wrapping around it. What, you know, is it a heavier tune and does it require energy? Is it a more melodic tune so it requires more melody? You know, think about those things and not just what am I working on in my lessons or whatever, but how can I respond to the music I'm hearing in a proper way to where it sounds musical and it sounds like it fits? So, that's something that's really important to learn how to do, even though I love to play fast and those sorts of things. Um, it's not always appropriate, right? I got to find the right place to put it. And the other thing to remember, and I don't remember where I heard this or who told me this or whatever, but you know, if you do the same thing all the time, it just gets old. It doesn't even matter if it's super impressive, right? So if, if you're in a band and you're playing on stage and every time you go to solo it's fast, it's impressive, but after a while people just get used to it, right? Where it's sometimes nice to be able to follow that up with something that's more melodic. And again, it depends on the song. Like if I took this song and all I did was just shred over it the entire time, it's, in my opinion, it's too much. That doesn't mean it's yours. Everybody's different. But I would like to kind of move back and forth between those two things as I'm playing. Playing a little bit heavier, playing a little bit more mellow, different kinds of things like that. John says, same for acoustic? Yeah, for sure. I would do the same thing for acoustic, but again, it depends on the situation. So, Merry Christmas to you, Mark. We're a little early for Christmas, but we're all getting in the mood, obviously. So, uh, anyway, I hope that helps you. I don't want to take way too much of your time, but this way, it gives you something new this week to try and work on a little bit. And obviously, if you're on YouTube or you go to YouTube or whatever, you know, you can find a lot of these jam tracks right there on YouTube that you can just jam along with too, and it works really great, okay? So do me a favor. If you haven't already subscribed to my Facebook or YouTube or something, please do so. And uh, you can always check out my guitar courses and all that sort of thing at guitarzoom.com. So everybody, stay safe, stay positive, have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next Monday. Uh, We'll have another guitar motivation and see if I can't get you thinking about something else as well. All right? So thank you so much, everybody, for being here, and I will speak.
next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Um, what do we do when we don't have a lot of time to practice? What is it that we're supposed to focus on, right? So his he what was really interesting is he thought that my answer would be like focusing on scales and things like that. And it's before I even get started with this conversation, please understand, I'm just giving you some suggestions. That's all. You can practice anything that you want as much or as little as you want. These are just things to think about a little bit. Uh, Merry Christmas to you too, Jeff. Thank you, Jacob, Ross, John, Aaron, everybody out there. Okay. So I'm going to show you this really terrible picture of, let's say you were a little kid and you were drawing a picture of a son when you were a kid, which it almost looks like should be like a, a nucleus or something, but think about that, okay? Think about that picture. So what we've got here for my analogy of your practice is really three parts, okay? There's the core, the inside, the center, okay? And then there's the fringe. Now there's two parts to the fringe. There's the inside fringe, which is close to the core, and then there's the outside fringe, okay? So we think about the core, the nucleus, right? And then we've got the fringe. We've got the inner fringe and we've got the outer fringe. Now, what I have found from my many years of teaching guitar is that a lot of times students get this, and I shouldn't say students, just guitar players in general, they get this thought in their mind that they have to be so good at things before they can actually move on to the next level in their guitar playing, right? Um, I have to be really good at scales or I need to understand all my theory before I join a band or before I jam with some of the other musicians or before I write music or something like that. And the problem with that mentality is, is that you're probably never going to be good enough. Like there's not going to be a day where you wake up and go, all right, now I know everything and I can do everything. Now I can make my, my, my step out and start playing in a band or you know, whatever it might be, just using these as analogies. That doesn't happen, okay? Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.